0: On the Tuesday Top 10, let's talk about some of the overlooked prospect breakouts of 2022. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsay Crosby, baseball writer and podcaster, and thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And today, let's talk about some of those higher minors guys that had a bit of a breakout in 2022, may not have heard about them, a couple of them you probably have, uh, and a lot of credit goes to Baseball America for, for doing this scouting and writing a lot of this up. But first guy I want to talk about is outfielder Isteri Ruiz of the Brewers. One of the more common guys, like one of the more well-known guys on this list. So uh, 2016 IFA from the Royals was traded from the Royals to the Padres in the Trevor Cahill deal in 2017. And then was traded from from the Padres to the Brewers in the Josh Hader trade this year. He was the main return in the Josh Hader trade. And what a lot of people know about Asteri Ruiz is that he had an absolutely insane 2022 20, on the Bates pass, right? So he stole something like 70 bases in 80, I think 83 attempts. Uh it it was double A, triple A, triple A, triple a with the new organization. He did spend about 17 games in the majors. Um you know, it questionable as to whether or not he was ready. But, so here's the thing. Asteri Ruiz always had, one, great speed. And then Nesteri Ruiz had uh, power. The power was there. It It was a question of how is it, how can you get it into play? And then defensively, part of the reason it took him so long to kind of break out, I guess, is we had to figure out where he was going to play. He came up as an infielder, started off at shortstop, they moved him to second base. It just wasn't, it wasn't working out. He's finally moved um, to the outfield. So some of the changes they've made, one, is he no longer swings at everything. He still swings and misses a bit too much. I mean, when you look at his minor league numbers, he's got 101 games, 85 strikeouts. Much better than it used to. 2018, he had 141 strikeouts in 117 games. 2019, he had 101 strikeouts in 98 games. This year, he's got 85 strikeouts in 101 games. And so, being a little more selective and understanding what he can make contact with and drive and what he can't means that his tools have been able to play up a bit. So, 333, 452, 537 is the slash line. 15 home runs across double A and triple A. Again, in in 101 games. And then the big thing on the stolen bases, the 70 for 83 on stolen bases. Uh, He walks significantly more than he used to. So he walked 60 times in 101 games this year. His previous high was 38 in 117. So combining all of these things, he's one of the fastest rising hitters uh, of the entire season, and fits the definition of a breakout for 2022. Uh, behind him, a guy that I think I've been higher on than a lot of other people have been higher on, but second baseman Michael Massey of the Royals. So 2019 fourth rounder out of Illinois, um, did not get fully healthy out of college until last year, and last year 289 351 531 in high a at age 23 so a little bit old for the level but hit well 21 home runs and then this year has just been on an absolute tear um terrorized both terrorized both double a AA and triple a um, combined stats there over 87 games 312 371 532, 16 home runs, 13 to 15 on stolen bases. The speed isn't the massive part of his game, but the thing about Michael Massey and why I kind of put him into the breakout category is he's solid at everything. I mean he he doesn't have any specific one carrying tool. I f- still feel like he's bat first over defense, but he I think he could be a decent utility guy. He's been playing second base for the big league club since he came up. It's about 35 games in, 250, 333, 361. But um, combined minor league numbers, I mean, you heard slugging in the 500s. Really just kind of put it all together. Uh, decent con- quality contact hitter. He's got power to the pull side, not a big part of his game. Defensively does enough to to man second base at the big league level. And I think in a pinch, you could have him cover cover um, short. He has the range for it. Cover third. He has the arm where he can make it work on a utility kind of basis. But I like him as the second baseman for the Royals. And you have options going into next year because you have him at second. You have Nicky Lopez, who can play just about anywhere. You obviously have Bobby Witt Jr. We've talked about his defense at third versus short. And then you've got guys who are... Coming back from injury are going to be available like an Alberto Mondesi. You can plug in different places, so quite a few options there. But I like Michael Massey for the Royals, what he's done this year, and then the third one is second baseman Edward Julian of the Twins. You may have heard of him already because of the year he had last year, where he had 112 games and 110 walks but he's done even more this year so double a for the entire year at age 23 297 441 on base percentage 492 slugging uh 95 walks in 107 games now there's strikeouts to go with that 118 strikeouts uh, but he's hit 17 home runs he's had 37 extra base hits and 17 to 24 on stolen bases And I think, you know, plus raw power, he was a 2019 18th rounder out of Auburn. Um, The thing here, he has the plus raw power. He's got one of the best hitting eyes in all of baseball. I mean, 19.6% walk rate this year. One of the best marks in the entire minors. And part of the reason I think he's broken out is one, he's made the adjustment to double A. We talk about that as the hardest jump in the minors for a prospect to make is going into double A. And then he's finally defensively found a position. They've tried him in the corners, first and third. They've tried him in the outfield at left. Uh his foot speed isn't fantastic. His arm isn't great. And so they tried him a couple places. He's he's gonna be he's gonna give you average defense at second. It's gonna be enough to play. Uh and it's some it's he's now a guy where for the twins He's gonna be able to give you a really good batting average, a fantastic on base percentage, and be a guy who as he finishes the maturation can put can get into some balls and give you some power. Um, he's a candidate as he gets a little older to end up being DH'd or so. But I just think he's a phenomenal talent, fantastic eye. And now that he's found a defensive home where he's gotten himself to at least Like I said, at least average defense, he should be a quick riser through the system. I see him as a triple A to the big league guy next year. In just a minute, I've got a couple other guys for you. Um, An an Astro, a Diamondback, somebody with the White Sox. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. You can get your latest league developments, game matchups, and news, including opening week games, NFL, all those games that happened um, Sunday and then Monday. You can get the recaps of those as well as projections for the next games. Um, I imagine the Cowboys line is going to drop now that Dak Prescott's out for a while. And BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wage and information, live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on every sport, MLB, MMA, boxing, golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because BetOnline is where the game starts. Okay, so once you look at high-level breakouts in 2022 that were... Under the radar, perfect definition right here. Justin Durden, outfielder for the Astros. 2020 undrafted free agent out of southeastern Missouri state. And something where whenever you have these guys in 2020 that didn't get drafted in the top five and their bonuses were capped, uh, there's not as much attention on them as there probably should have been. Wasn't even a ranked prospect until this year. But um, here's the thing about this. 313, 396, 579 combined slash line with 23 home runs across double A and triple A. Three-fourths of it was double A. One-fourth of it was triple A. So has shown the power. He can drive the ball to all fields. And another guy that's average to above average at everything. I think he'd work well in a corner. He's got some sneaky good arm strength about him. Uh, It's a nice lefty swing. Again, can drive the ball everywhere. He's not relying on pulling the ball, so he's not going to be influenced as much. Like The shift restriction doesn't necessarily help him a ton, but uh, still somebody who maybe I think could lean a little more into the lefty pull now that we're going to be banning the shift. Um. Can play center field. I like him better in the corners. And again, I think you should put him in right. But somebody where he's going to give the Astros options um, later on next year to replace a guy because of an injury or something else in the outfield. Obviously, there's a lot of questions about what's going to happen in the Astros outfield next year. I think Justin Durden is somebody who could be an option, either a fourth outfielder on your bench that gets to play a couple times a week or your third outfielder who you stick into a corner um, and just let him go up there and, and and try to mash. Guy who did get a little bit of t- uh, call up, a little bit of time up. Didn't look fantastic at the big league level, but I still think he's young. He's got plenty of time. Lennon Sosa, infielder for the White Sox. I don't talk about the White Sox a lot on this show, but 2016 IFA and... Here's the thing, always been a super aggressive hitter, right? Did not walk a ton. I think his his record for a season was 2019, he walked 27 times in 122 games. So has always been a super aggressive hitter. Uh, this year, picked up 33 walks in 104 games, but also... Batted 310, 363, 505 with 20 home runs. Saw a jump in the power. Uh, his career number for home runs was just over 20 uh, going back to 2017. So obviously, had a fantastic year as far as power goes. Uh, cut his strikeouts down. I mean, he had struck out 102 times in 122 games in 2019 in low A. Whereas right now in the minors, so not counting what he did in this big league call up, in the minors he struck out 76 times in 104 games between Double A and Triple A at age 22, Uh, and then he and he's he's raised his walk, so uh, figured out the rest of the offensive package there. Defensively, feels like a guy that uh, can be an infield utility guy um he's been he played second base when he got called up I think he's somebody he's probably not going to be your starting shortstop but uh kind of similar to Michael Massey I feel like he has enough of an arm to play third he has the range to play short Uh, I like him as a second baseman I think you put him at second base he could be your everyday second baseman he can fill in at other positions as guys get hurt or as guys need days off but scuffled a bit in his call-up, had 11 games at the big league level, 114, 139, 229, 12 strikeouts, one walk, one home run. A lot of guys struggle in their first call-up. I like him to go work on some stuff in the offseason and to come back next year and challenge for a starting job at second base out of spring training. And if he doesn't get it, spend some more time developing at AAA and get called up mid-season, like what I saw from Lennon Sosa. And then... The funny thing here, I just think this is hilarious, another Diamondbacks outfielder. So, Dominic Fletcher, 2019 second round supplemental out of Arkansas, 5'9" 185. Uh younger brother of David Fletcher of the Angels, but he plays a lot bigger than his size. Um he he when he got drafted, they pushed him quickly to Double-A in 2021. Struggled a little bit. Still hit 260, but just struggled a little bit. And then this year has really kind of put it all together. Split between 30 games in Double A and just about 90 in Triple A. 313, 379, 487, 11 home runs. It's not a really big part of his game, but uh, great contact ability. As far as I mean, quality of contact batted. Over 300 in Amarillo, which is not a great ballpark to do it in. Batted 300 in Reno, which is a good ballpark to do it in. And again, something I want to work on more into next season is understanding more of the park factors in minor league baseball. I know you know, some isolated points here and there. I know some trends for different leagues, but we're going to work more on that in the offseason about fully understanding in different minor league parks what the park factor will do to a guy. Um, I know Reno is a little bit of of a... of a hitter's park. I think part of that's just the altitude and part of that's the, uh, the humidity and the temperature, but still. Um, Dominic Fletcher. uh, Really good gap powder. Uh, He has a cannon in the outfield, right? Um, Can absolutely just fling the ball into the infield. Can get a, can get pretty good as far as outfit assists and things like that. And then defensively, speed is only average, but he has exceptional reads and routes and reactions and so he plays above his speed because he's so good at getting off the crack of the bat getting um, the right direction into the right route very efficient route to make the play probably as he gets a little bit older would have to eventually move to a corner but I like him in center field I think he's really good there he can play all three spots and then on offense average hitter solid power he can he can get pull happy at times and he has to be careful not to expand the strike zone too much. But he has good strike zone discipline. I like what he can do. And just one of those bigger, like plays bigger than his size. And I like Dominic Fletcher. And he has an opportunity to get up into the in, uh, into that major league outfield. I think he's a better center fielder than Alex Thomas right now. And just co- further complicate that lefty outfielder picture that the Diamondbacks are building. Um Because right now, obviously, you have Carroll and Thomas and Varsho and McCarthy. You've got plenty of guys already. You're going to add Dominic Fletcher into that mix. And then, obviously, Drew Jones is a couple years behind all these guys. Uh, In just a minute, last couple guys, a couple infielders, a guy who's unranked completely, who I think is definitely going to be ranked going into next season, right here, unlocked on MLB Prospects. All right, and we're back. So first guy that I that I'm really impressed with here is outfielder Will Brennan of the Guardians, 2019 eighth router out of Kansas State, six foot 190. And the story here was has always had good contact ability. Last year, at age 23, bat 290 in high A, 280 in double A. Power wasn't necessary where it needed to be. 40 games in AA last year, 360 slugging, two home runs. This year, he's done a better job at, at keeping the contact high while unlocking his power. So combined numbers between uh, AA and AAA, and it was about three-fourths of this was in AAA. 315, 375, 416, 11 home runs. Not going to be confused for a power hitter, but... Uh, decent home run production. He had more. He had more then than he had nineteen and twenty one together, and then nineteen to twenty two on stolen bases. Uh, I think he's a good athlete, really good arm. He was a two way player in college, so you, you like the ability to contribute an outfield assist from time to time. And he just he's he's a an undersized lefty who's just a good hitter. Uh, it it reminds me a lot of kind of how Stephen Kwan broke out. You know, he was just a little bit of an undersized player who's a really good contact hitter, and there is absolutely a role for that. That seems to be like an organizational thing with the Guardians is they take guys with really good contact tools uh, and they work to develop the power. Brennan brought his slugging up into the high 400s. So you look at a combined OPS is now in the eights. Uh, batting over 300, a guy that when you call him up, I mean, I I really think he's going to bat in the high twos. He's going to be able to run into, you know, 15 home runs or so, maybe 20, it's a long season, and give you good defense as well as some outfield assists um, there in Cleveland, and you have options in the outfield now if you're the Guardians. Uh, A couple first basemen here that have had breakout years this year first one is Jordan Diaz of the Athletics. So 5'10", 175, not a massive guy. 2016 IFA has had great contact ability all throughout his career. I mean, he always batted, uh, the the worst he did in a full season above rookie ball was 264. Uh, But for the most part, 2021, he batted 288. Uh, This year, Combined between double A AA and triple A, three-fourths double A, one-fourth triple A. Um, he's batted 322, 363, 505. 17 home runs this year. His career mark going into this year for home runs was 23. So, significantly improved the power. It's finally caught up to his contact ability. He's he's improved the quality of his contact improved his on-base percentage while significantly improving his power right and so when you look at that it's like okay that's two-thirds of the package defensively there had been questions he was a shortstop they moved him to third base Um, I've got him at first base right now he doesn't really have a for sure defensive home they tried him in the outfield his foot speed's a little too slow for left field um, his footwork isn't quite crisp enough at third base to be able to make all of the quick reaction plays at the hot corner. He doesn't have the size, the ideal size for first base. So he's a guy where if he was faster, you'd have him in left field. Um, if he was a little more more fleet of foot and quick, you know, quick twitchy, you'd have him at third. Uh, first base is doable. Uh, there's. Plenty of options in that system as far as, you know, DH first base. So we got to figure that out. But he can play a good enough first base. He can contribute defensively, where despite his size, I think he can be useful for you. And again, slugging over 500, uh, especially, you know, A AA and A, that power is going to translate to the big league level. I'm excited to see what Jordan Diaz does. Um, I think he's kind of in the back half of the top 30. For Oakland, I expect that to be a little bit higher beginning next year, especially because you're going to graduate some guys out like Langoliers. Uh, Matt Mervis of the Cubs, another first baseman, 2020 undrafted free agent out of Duke. More of these undrafted guys that that, that 2020 year really kind of messed up where you were, wasn't on prospect lists going into the season. But this year, between double A AA and triple A, actually, sorry, he started off in high A. We did so well, they quickly put him in double A and then triple A. So, across three levels this year 313, 376, 610 slugging, 31 home runs. He was a two way player at Duke. They converted him to full time um, d- defender in the pros. And it's really kind of worked out now that he's been healthy because he lost 2021. 20, so, Massive raw power. We've talked about every, organiz- like, every organization has to have this guy. Uh, but the thing here is um, he's improved his performance against lefties. So the book on him or, you know, going into the year was he was going to be at best a platoon guy against righties. C- still crushes righties, don't get me wrong. Can absolutely destroy a righty, but he's gotten significantly better against lefties where he is now competitive and you can keep him as a, you know, as an everyday player versus having to platoon him. Again, has a cannon at first, not necessarily a position you need to have a great arm, but when he has a chance to unleash it, he's going to be a guy who can unleash the arm. And the defense is, I, you know, I think above average at first base. Obviously you have to hit better. You have to hit 10% better than average just to con- Uh, break even at first base, but I still do like his defense. I do like what he can do. I think he can be additive at that point, as well as having some potentially massive power numbers um, for you. So he's a guy I expect him to challenge for a job out of spring training. Um, You can play him at first base every day, and that gives you a chance to take a lesser defender and put them at DH at the big league level. And he absolutely can be a piece of the Cubs rebuild Uh, As they try to get back into contention. Final guy um, is a guy who actually became a minor league free agent last year. Moises Gomez of the Cardinals. 2015 IFA by the Rays. uh, was Was allowed to make free agency because his strikeout numbers were so bad. 2019, he spent the entire year at high A. Batted 220 with 164 strikeouts in 119 games. Last year, spent the whole year at AA Montgomery, only played 76 games, 171, 256, 309, with 115 strikeouts. We talk about this a lot. Your power is only as good as your contact ability. Well, uh, he joined the Cardinals in the offseason on a minor league free agent contract and has turned a lot of things around. So 302, 375, 622 slash line absolutely has fixed a lot of those issues 33 home runs um he significantly raised his walk numbers he walked 44 times um, in 107 games still struck out quite a bit um you know he had he had 123 strikeouts so the strikeouts are still there but the strikeout he's gotten better at the the strikeout rate has come down the walk rate has gone up and the contact ability has gone up. So when he's making contact, he's making more quality contact. The big thing here is if you look at uh his full season in double A in 2021 into his full season in 2022, which was divided between double and triple A, he raised his batting average 140 points. He raised his on base 123 points, 123 points. And he raised his slugging by 311 points. So, change of scenery guy. Had to get into a new place and made it work out. I expect him to be rated going into next year. And an option uh, could be a decent right fielder for you. um, If Swing and Miss continues to improve, can be an option for the Cardinals in the outfield. Um, As a fill-in kind of guy, can also have him to DH next year. Great week this week. Reminder if you have questions for the show, we do mailbags every Monday. I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball, shows on Twitter at Locked on Farm, or you can email us, locked on MLB Prospects at gmail.com. But until we talk next time, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. Um.